Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Good Risings, I'm Colin Bedell. Today is Friday, August 13th, and this is The Rising Sign. So although I started the conversation we're going to have this morning with high energy, I do want to be really honest and we're going to talk about something that can be a little emotionally heavy, but I think the truth sometimes is emotionally heavy and we're, we got to go there. So the moon is entering Scorpio at 5.01 p.m. Pacific, 8.01 p.m. in if you're in the Eastern Standard Time of the part of the world, and it'll stay in Scorpio all weekend long. I really wanted to bring up the concept of shame with you. Not because I necessarily believe that shame is a Scorpio-ruled topic. I actually believe that because shame is universal, so it must be universal for the entire Zodiac. But I really do believe that Scorpio has a beautiful understanding of ways in which we can exhibit shame's antidote, which is empathy. And because attribution matters extensively, the vast majority, if not the entirety of what I'm about to refer with you in this conversation is by the work of Dr. Brene Brown. And so she defines shame as the belief and the feeling that we are fundamentally unworthy of love, joy, and belonging, right? So when we have shame self-talk driving our cognition and emotion, it sounds like I am bad. I am a mistake. I am a failure. I am a liar. I am an addict. I am insert fundamental attribution qualifier here, right? And there are appropriate times and places perhaps to admit where we have made mistakes, obviously, or it's always an appropriate time to admit that. But I think what's really interesting about Scorpio and empathy is empathy allows you to make the leap between I am a failure, I am a mistake, I am, and actually suggest it to behavior instead, right? So the difference between shame and guilt is shame is an emphasis on self, guilt is an emphasis on behavior. So shame moves from I am bad, right? And guilt is I did something bad. I told a lie. I made a mistake, right? I might have engaged in maladaptive dysfunctional behaviors with substances, but I'm not going to make these decisions permanently attached to my fundamental character and personhood. So we actually brought up shame and guilt really organically here. So yeah, shame is the emphasis on self. Guilt is the emphasis on behavior. And guilt is actually positively correlated with transformation in character, accountability, apology, and even forgiveness, right? Now, we mentioned empathy, and I really want to ground that in a working definition. And this is the work of actually Teresa Weissman now. So she's a nursing scholar out of the University of Southampton, and she locates empathy as the emotion that underpins the experience. And so when we're in shame, we feel like we're not alone. Whereas empathy, qualified empathy says, oh no, you are not alone because guess what? I know exactly what feeling you are feeling as well. Now, why did I mention feeling? Because a lot of times we have an emphasis in an effort to be empathetic on experience 
but empathy is actually grounded in the emotion. The fact of the matter is, hardly any of us are going through the same experience at the same time, and that's a beautiful thing because of diversity, because of an interest in multidimensional conversation and connection, that's fine. But many of us actually do understand the emotions that underpin the experience, right? So I'm bringing this up because I suspect this weekend will be emotionally charged, and I wanted to give you kind of a crash course in the difference between shame and guilt and how emotion is the underpinning for qualified empathy, right? And how empathy moves you from shame to guilt. And empathy really regulates shame fairly effectively because shame cannot survive when it is spoken, when we wrap language around it. It grows in silence, secrecy, and judgment. Empathy says, oh no, I, I know the emotion and you're not alone. And I don't want you to feel like you're fundamentally attached to this. So I'm going to be with you in this emotion. I'll get you back on your emotional feet when you're ready, but I just don't want you to experience this alone. And I'm giving you some of those sentence stems because I think when we or people who we love are experiencing a complicated full contact emotion, what typically happens? We're overwhelmed with the fear of, oh God, I hope I don't say the wrong thing, right? So I wanted to just quickly acknowledge that this weekend might bring up complicated emotions. And the most important thing you can do for yourself and others is let them know they're not alone and that emotions can pass. And you as a qualified empathy space holder will help them be in the emotion, process the emotion, and provide the empathy that allows them to move from really complicated emotional health to grounded, regulated, resilient emotional health. I'm Colin, and you can find me at Queer Cosmos. Thanks for listening to The Rising Sign. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to check out the other Good Risings offerings available in our feed. Have a great day. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio.